Hi, this is Taxi's Chronicles and I'm your host, Simon Rushton. Today we have a lovely young lady in the car. Her name is Hasset and she's from Ethiopia, but she's living here and she's doing architecture. And we're just going to have a general chat. We've got quite a long journey. It's 41 minutes, but obviously we're not going to talk about for 41 minutes. So anyway, nice to have you. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> very, very good. So tell us, you've been living here for how long now? I've been living here my whole life. I lived in Ethiopia for about two years, but genuinely here basically. Okay, alright, that's good. So you're, what made you want to be an architect? So, I was brought up in an artistic house. My dad had studied architecture before I had did. My mum also did the art course in Ethiopia when she was brought up. So like, I've got paintings all over my house. I did art GCSE, and I was trying to find a combination between like science and art. And I think architecture was like the best fit for that, so yeah. Science and art? Yes. Okay. So is your love for science or more for art? I think it's more for art, it's a bit more abstract, but science in terms of the technical aspects, like um, the, the engineering and like the construction and sustainability part of it. Okay, so, Engineering. Did you ever f consider being a structural engineer? Oh, I did. I did work experience for about two weeks actually, and the whole time they were like, by the end of this two weeks, we're gonna end up, we're gonna make you a structural engineer. And then there was like architects that were telling me that, no, you're gonna stick with us. And I was like, nah. At the end of the two weeks, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely architect. <laughs> yeah. So what? What is it? I think a structural engineer is like the main person on the site. You think? Yeah, in the industry, especially out of the professions, because that person has the ability to make the building really work, as in mm. stand up. Everybody else is, does the finishes. Yeah. Alright, the site manager has to has, or well, obviously I'm a background, my background's site manager, mm -hmm. the degree I did, but we just bring everything together. Yeah. So we have to, a bit of jack of all, understanding different people's industries. Mm -hmm. But you chose architecture. Yeah, I think. I know I know architects get a little like hate because yep, they, they yeah because they have Unreliable. so many visions and stuff and they don't know about cost and like expenditures and everything but I think just catering to like society everything around you's architecture I think that was a bit more interesting to me about the whole like rather than the science and all them adding up and stuff I have to learn that along the way by the time I finish but yeah we'll get there okay Okay, that's interesting. I just, from my experience in the business, and I've worked in that uh, construction industry, commercial construction industry for 10 years, mm -hmm. is that when, when, I'm, um, when I'm driving, sorry, when I'm looking at drawings, yeah. the problem is the structural engineer, or the civil engineer, and the uh, architect, and yeah. that, M and E, the mechanical and electrical, yeah. they don't look at each other's drawings. Oh really? So things clash. Uh, so I'm on site with a bunch of like 20 hairy ass men. Yeah. And there's a <laughs> ganger man who say, well, what do my guys do? They need to get paid. Yeah. You got to sign this. Now I've got the director on my back saying, don't sign that. You should have sorted this out. I said, well, I've told the architect to sort out the drawings. The <laughs> architect said it's not his job. Uh, the, the engineer should have watched his drawings. The yeah. engineer said the M&E guy should have checked their, his drawing. 
So it's a pride thing. Yeah. But definitely. then the architect's meant to sign off on everything aesthetically. Mm. And so you phone at the architect, they don't want to answer the phone. Yeah. Or they don't want to come to site. So those are those things why I used to really like, ah, architects, yes, strangle them, strangle them. Hopefully I'll be a better one than that. <laughs> okay. Let's hope so, let's hope so. So, what, what uni did you choose to go to? Uh, chose University of Reading. Reading? That's yeah. quite far. But you've got quite a few good construction unis, architectural unis. Yeah, there's a, in I London. Want, yeah, when I was applying, actually, um, I don't know, I think when I got to uni and I asked everyone, oh, where did you apply to? We all kind of applied to the same schools. Like, it was actually mad. I thought there was going to be so many different options, but we all kind of ended up having the same options. And wherever we went, it was like between the five kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I chose Reading because it already has like an established construction school. The architecture course is not as like um, old as the construction school, but it's like, I think the first or second best. So I was like, once they got, once it started being made, um, mm. the architecture like department was very good still very good did you ever consider South Bank London South Bank no my dad went there I went there really yeah because London South Bank was the, the oldest kind of dedicated construction uni in the country mm-hmm. and they weren't exactly a uni they were a college like oh, okay. was a college at, at the beginning or still is mm-hmm. and um, the beauty with South Bank is that they recognise you could learn from bound from a plumber all the way up to the architect oh, yeah and, and when they divided the place, which I didn't think was a good idea, mm-hmm. um, personally, but you have a lot of opportunities. Okay. And, um, and, and they, they're over 120 years old. They so were 101 years old when I was there. Mm-hmm. So that's a long time. Yeah, that that's a, a long, long time. time. And, most, and they recognised that you needed to learn practical yeah. as well as doing theoretical. Mm-hmm. where all the other unis just said no it's just paper 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 yeah so all the directors when who i was interviewed by they all went yeah i used to go there i mm-hmm. used to do part-time there i used to do this i used okay. to do that now the other unis catch on because university uni is a business yeah true. so so they say oh yeah we do part-time but south bank had all the big links yeah all the big construction commercial construction companies used to come there to recruit yeah it's in london as well yep and it's not so, far from, yeah. it wasn't far from you. So I was just surprised that you decided, yeah. or did you want to get away from home? No, no, definitely not. I didn't even think I was going to move out actually. But, but you did? Yeah, I ended up moving out. But it's not that far, it's like an hour drive, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see my parents quite a lot. I come um, back often. So have you got um, companies lined up? Um, in connection to the university? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I think we'll learn more about that when we get into third year and they start like helping us with... Um, I mean, we have like a construction fair every year where we get to know like different companies that um, are probably mm-hmm. linked to Reading. So it's more... But that's like, it benefits the construction, like people that do like what you did and like a couple other, because they've been established for longer than we have. Mm-hmm. But we still go to them and like there's a couple architects that are at the, um, at the fair and um, we get their cards and stuff and we like we have links basically there's a construction recruitment fair um every year is there where yeah is it? usually in is it chelsea or knightsbridge area okay um if you if you do construction recruitment um then all the big construction firms and consultancy construction firms turn up and they you give your cv out you go dressed in your three-piece suit mm-hmm. or you know and that kind of thing and away you go yeah so um 
something you might want to look into. Yeah. When I started uni, there's like 150 of us. We had a mixed bag, but we was all studying the construction for, yeah. from architecture and all our units were the same. But it was only eight of us were part-time. Full-time, oh. were full-time. Oh, full-time. Yeah, and I was one of them. And by the end of that year, everybody was part-time. Why? Why would you just study and not work, study, someone pays for your feed <laughs> and you get paid and you get experience. So your uni work you can bring to work yeah. if you don't understand. If, if you're writing a dissertation, it's so much easier because you're learning new things every day. Oh, so you're working in something that you already... I was already... working, yeah, I was working. Okay, I was established. Okay, so I, that's why I jumped into a thing. Everybody else was working, getting paid. Oh, smart. They had company cars, they had mobile phones, they had all those... Well, those aren't good things, really. It just means mm. you can work from home and the boss can contact you any time. Yeah. But that's the way forward. Okay. Uh, that's the way forward in that stuff. But construction's a hard business. Yeah. Um, architecture is not that hard to me, it's, it's not that hard, it's mm. um, more of the design, things like that. Yeah. Mm. So tell us about Ethiopia, uh, what kind of, what's the good things about Ethiopia? I think it's, it's just a beautiful country, I think once you get there and you just see the whole culture, like how we do things, I think it's like a different culture from I think every culture is different, but I feel like, I don't know, maybe just because of mine, I feel like it's very, very special and different. But like, the food, the people, it's good vibes. Um, the well, coffee. I had the food, and it was yeah. like mainly vegetarian, a big dash, a big plate. Yeah, a big plate of like, yeah, and there's like vegetables. A, yeah, there's like, I mean, if you went there around um, fasting time, because the country's orthodox, right? So a lot of people fast around the fasting time. Oh, so, Christian, orthodox Christian, yeah, 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 so it's like, um, it's basically like Lent. It's like yeah, oh, yeah. forty days, I think. Um, and they can only they basically vegan. Lent's the Jewish, thing, isn't it? No, 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 I think it's. You've got Jewish Ethiopians, have you? Yeah, I think yeah, there's a couple. Have. Yeah, yeah there there's is quite a, a lot of you. Um, but yeah, so like the whole of Ethiopia goes vegan, basically, like out of respect for the countries the countries kind of like Orthodox religion. So like even the ice creams vegan and all of that. But when it's not vegan, like it's perfect. Like there's meat. Um, there's like lamb, there's goat, there's um, Are chicken. Are you a vegan? No, I'm not vegan. Okay. No. All right. So oh, that's interesting. I didn't realise all of that. Mm. So any vegan listeners out there, you can check out their Ethiopian diets. Yeah. And it'll be your thing. Yeah, it's usually, it's usually like kale, lentils, uh, there's bulgur wheat. There's a lot of things. I didn't even know... Um, what they were until I came, until I properly learned, like you could buy them here. I thought it was like you could only buy them in Ethiopia, these things. Okay. But if you just go into like a supermarket, you'll find these things, you can yeah, make well, them yourself. London's more and more diverse through immigration and other things like that. Yeah, um, So that's the beauty of um, being cosmopolitan, the mm -hmm. way of nationalities and race, that everybody brings something to the table, mm -hmm. um, good and bad at times. But yeah, and things like that. Mm. So how have you been coping throughout this period of time? This pandemic? Yep. Um, I think in the beginning of it, because it was like March, I still had assignments due and stuff until basically the end of May. So I was still busy for like two, two months as soon as I came back from uni. But um, since May, I've, I haven't been doing much. I was in the house and I started learning how to bake. 
So um, yeah, I started learning how to bake, but I actually like everyone was forcing me because because I practice so much. Everyone was forcing me to like make up an Instagram and stuff and like actually start posting. And now people are actually buying it. Really? Yeah. Why are you in business then? You're yeah. one of those opposite. So yeah. when you say you got forced, this is interesting. This, yeah. This is why I do the episodes. Okay. Because out of something, there's you know you always ask. There's a hook. There's something there. Oh, okay. This is interesting. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So. You were forced. How mm-hmm. are you forced? It's like, basically, I, I don't, like, with my Instagram, I'm not active. My social media, I'm not active. I'm just, like, I rather not. I, like, I'll, I'll pre and stuff. I'll go on it. I'll look around, but I won't actually post. I'm not a posting person. So when it came to, like, this, everyone's, my family and my friends saw my cakes, they were like, you have to. Even when I went to restaurants and I would make the cake for my friend and, like, surprise my friend, the people that worked at the restaurant was like, where did you get that from? I was like, oh, I made it. And they'll be like, do you have an Instagram? And be like, no. And then they'll be like, make one now, make one now. Like, it's not kind of like- In the restaurant, they went back. Yeah, <laughs> everyone- okay, I come in to eat. Yeah, yeah like, literally came in thinking, you know, telling me to get a, um, okay. Instagram. So everyone around me was like, you have to make one just to even show off. You don't have to, you don't have to sell if you don't want to. I was like, oh, I don't really know how to like properly use the whole app. Like, I was kind of like fresh with it, but yeah, that's how I kind of got forced into because I didn't. I'm not used to social media, but um, so how, how does it work when people buy the cake so, on your Instagram? Do you yeah. sh- right? Let's just break it down. So you're making, you're being shown. Are you are you showing yourself making the cake? No. You're just saying, look what I did. Yeah, like I just post. Let me try and find an example. What, what's your Instagram um, name? It's so called people- Cakes by Hasu. All right, do you want to spell that so if people want to buy your cakes or check out your vegan... Cake, so C-A-K-E-S, and then buy, B-Y, and then Hasu, H-A-S-U. Okay, thank you. So you hear that, guys? If you Guys and girls, if you want to buy a cake... Yeah. A vegan lentil... There's vegan options, there's normal options, there's gluten-free options. Wow, you see that? Trying to cater to people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So... So how many cakes you sold so far? I what? think it was three. Oh, three? Yeah. And I that... literally just made the Instagram like last week or two weeks ago. Last week? Yeah. Okay. That's good. And so you just have it delivered to them by post? No, you can't deliver a cake by post. I mean, I'll, I'll bring it to them. Um, today I'm actually going to, once I come back from like getting my head on, I told you, um, I'm going to, I'm going out, I'm going to um, deliver one because the person lives close to me. Okay. Yeah, but it's a surprise. Are bit. these family and friends or just strangers? No, no, so far it's been like family and friends, like, because a lot of my other friends started like, like have learnt skills during like this quarantine. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the girls in my area, they like start doing lashes. So one of my friends has like, she, it's called Rain's Blink Bar. She has like, she does like lash extensions. Another girl does like nails, but she probably started like two years ago. And like, so we're basically, my friend bought a cake to support her business that's been going on for a month mm-hmm. so it's like supporting another business basically by supporting mine yeah so you could buy a cake from greg's or somewhere but you're yeah. buying it from your friend yeah, instead literally yeah i understand that i understand that. that's good that's good what i've noticed i had a conversation with someone yesterday mm-hmm. and um, we we're talking about young people and youtube and how young people are making a vast amount of money yeah, like off YouTube, yeah. Yeah, off YouTube because yeah. their their and their content content is real content. Yeah. People want to watch it. They want to pay. It's not any like induced or rhetoric or government rhetoric. Mm-hmm. It's just real content. Mm-hmm. They get it. 
yeah. and which is great. Um, and he's saying how his friend makes 10 grand a month. Really? Yeah, people make money. Wow. Remember, if you use Patreon, Instagram and YouTube, those are the most money. Yeah, make, true. Money Social media is like... Yeah, so true. those are the main things you've got to look at. Why? So you're not making money from Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. But you will make money from you those three. Yeah. So you may as well focus on having it on those three. Yeah. People will find you on LinkedIn and see your history on LinkedIn, which is different. Yeah. But generally those three are the main money makers mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, what have you decided? Are you going to continue doing these cakes? I think, I mean, I'm going to uni in like October. So I might have to like change what like where I'm based to like my university so that because a lot of people are turning 21 this year so everyone probably you know want to buy cakes so if I if I move the whole thing to like Reading take all my equipment with me when I go to uni mm-hmm. and start making them and selling them there and then by the time I come back for Christmas just bring it back and do it in London yeah just like switch but you know what you can do mm-hmm. when you take a cake yeah make a cake you can get 21 numbers yeah and to put it on the cake, even yeah. if it's not for that cake, take the photo, yeah. then take the things out, mend the holes, and oh, then you can true. promote it. So you're promoting, say, 21 yeah. birthday cake, you come in 21, you might as well get your cake. Yeah, that's smart. Bam, bam, And people say, oh, yeah, 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 I do Me that. Me get my 21st cake, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want the 21st cake, vegan, lentil, you know all the trendy kind yeah. of pescatarians, vegan, all of those kind of people. Yeah. Um, they'd be happy. Mm. They'd be happy to True. be doing your thing. Uh, so yeah, that's great news about um, the cake business. Mm-hmm. So you haven't got um, any businesses lined up at present, but I take it you're going to regarding the architecture. Yeah. You've got seven years run now. Yeah, no. You've done three <laughs> years. You've got another seven years. Ten years of studying. Yep. And then you're a fully fledged architect. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people to take different routes, actually. A lot of people don't want to be the fully qualified architect. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's, a, there's this thing called UX, UI designing, and there's, like, graphic design, and mm. I'm really interested in that part of like architecture. AutoCAD. Yeah, like AutoCAD, yeah. that as well. And you can be an architect and do that and work in that sector um, to practice and continue. But a lot of ways people are making, like, a lot of money are, like, from, like, website design and, like, graphic design. Mm-hmm. Um, so, can yeah. I point out something and make a suggestion? Yeah, if you're going to be working in an architectural firm, mm-hmm. you may as well do the course if they're going to pay for it. Oh yeah, 100%. If they pay for it, that will be yeah. great. They and sponsor then, us. Yeah, do you see what I mean? Because yeah. they're not going to give you loads of money straight away. Mm-hmm. And when you've got that title, you've always, you're always going to command a certain amount. Yeah. It doesn't stop you doing your website thing in the meanwhile, mm-hmm. in that respect, yeah. in that kind of thing, you know? But I wish you luck in that. Thanks. It's great talking to you yeah. regarding the, the cakes. Yeah. And even though we skimmed over Ethiopia, yeah. but we were still there. So it's quite interesting. To the listeners out there, I hope you like that interview. And you um, feel free to leave a comment on this episode. I will be uh, email link at the bottom. So you'll be able to leave your email me whether you liked it you didn't like it those kind of things don't forget to listen to our sister podcast africa investor stories all about real investors with real stories sharing their experience about how they invested in africa the pros the cons 
the trials, the tribulations, and the good times. Apart from that, have a good day, and as they say nowadays, stay safe. <laughs>